2: Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app. America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using the code PHNX. And this week, new customers who bet just $1 on any team to score in an NFL game can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. It's the time of the week where we go around the NHL with Craig Morgan. (laughs) Welcome in, Craig. What's up, Petey? Here we go again, buddy. A lot going on (laughs) in the league right now geez i i don't see you often enough i know seriously like this this, it does seem like we're together a lot doesn't it (laughs) (sighs) that's a good thing though craig (laughs) it is a good thing um where do we go first craig where do you Uh, start coaches
0: carousel buddy we have to start with the coaching carousel because it's it's spinning again in the nhl it's insane i've i've written about this multiple times uh a couple of years ago, I did a piece for The Athletic looking, comparing the volatility of the coaching ranks in the National Hockey League with the other three major North American sports, Major League Baseball, the NFL and the NBA. And as it turns, no sport has the kind of volatility that the NHL has. And we're seeing it again. Only five NHL coaches have been on the job for at least four years. John Cooper, Paul Maurice, Jeff Blaschel. Strange about that one. Mike Sullivan and Jared Bednar. Five guys. For four years, PD—that's that's not a lot of job security. On the flip side, eleven coaches took their post in 2021, the year that we're in right now.
2: You know, it's funny though because we, surprisingly enough, inside the coaches' room, <laughs> this is something that you track. We actually had a spreadsheet that that had the tenure of all the coaches in the league. And if you go back just three years, people were in there a long time. I, I think part of that right when the pandemic was on people were afraid to make that move so you saw coaches maybe staying a little longer than than normal but um yeah the the turnover in the last 18 months is just insane right now and is it over? Gosh, you know who's safe like Travis Green just signed an extension like a, m- a month ago. so somebody can say oh well Bednar just signed an extension. yeah well does it matter? No, and it doesn't. The stakes Vigneault had two years keep, left.
0: The stakes keep getting higher. With when you when NHL salaries go up, ownership expects more. They expect results immediately, and and it's probably not even fair. It's not even realistic. We we know how long it takes to build an actual cup contender. We we've, we've talked about this on the show in the past. But when you're committing this sort of uh, dollar number to uh, various players, man, the expectations just get crazy. Like you just mentioned, Elaine Vigneault out with two point five years left on a deal that paid him five million a year mike yo now the interim we'll see how long that lasts we've both wondered if rick Tockett is a candidate for this but that's that's not the only move jeremy Colliton was out in chicago uh, Derek king's in in uh, joel quenville out for different reasons obviously because of the investigation into the blackhawks and they they found that he uh, you know he was derelict in his duties there so andrew Burnett took over but then there's Vancouver. Travis Green, like you just mentioned, Tockett's good buddy and a former Coyote. He's out, and Bruce Boudreaux's in. It's it's just not speedy. It seems like it it never ends in this industry. And it's funny
2: how you get that that short term burst out of this. I mean, you, you think of it. It's, let's go to Vancouver. You talk about Travis Green, who's a guy. A coach is very similar to Rick Tockett. I mean, he's he's a, I mean, considered a, a player's coach, but he's a he's tough. Like he's he's you know, he demands things a certain way and Bruce bruto is not. I mean, he's, he's a very jovial, light locker room. He runs it a little differently, so that may be a weight lifted off that locker room short term, but at the end of the day, it's still the same players. I mean, they, you might get a, an, in, a little influx of energy, but it's going to be the same. Like, Travis Green's a good coach teaching a good system, playing the right way. He's not a bad hockey coach. And you look at these coaches that get fired. A lot of them go from you know, coach of the year to fired. And you you don't forget how to coach. It, it just drives me insane. Gerard Gallant, coach of the year, fired. Dave Tippett, coach of the year, well, he walked away. But you see these guys that are at the pinnacle, and then all of a sudden, oh, no, can't coach. So I know it's just a change. It's just a different voice. It's the way guys respond to the guy above them and, and, and feeding them the information. I get that. But boy, is this turnover insane. And, and I don't know who's next. You, you If you're a guy in this league, it could literally happen to anybody. So you, you brought up those names, and you think there's absolutely no way. You know, a Mike Sullivan, he's won cups. Well, guess what? He hasn't won one lately, and he's been mm-hmm. getting out of the first round consistently. If they don't have playoff success with a new general manager and president of hockey operations, um, with Brian Burke and, and Ron Hextall in charge, he, yeah, they can. Well, the contract's too long. Well, yeah, the same thing they said about Vino.
0: So <laughs> I don't think, literally, I don't know if anyone is safe right now. It's scary. Yeah, those guys in the top five. I mean, like Jared Bednar, what happens if Colorado flames out too early in the playoffs again? Does he get another go? I don't, I, honestly, I would I would bet against him getting another go. Jeff Blashill amazes me that he's still on the job. He's one of the five longest tenured coaches, but. Detroit was a rebuild. So maybe they're being patient. Maybe that's the right approach. And then Paul Maurice. I mean, I, I feel the same way about Winnipeg. Maybe that team's getting a little long in the tooth, but they have expectations in the postseason as well. If they don't get it done, is is he going to stick around? I, it's it's crazy. And, yeah, and think, we, we should mention right. Keith too, right? With the Leafs. <laughs> Talk yeah, all of it. those are
2: playoff expectations, right?
0: All of them. Everyone
2: you just mentioned, but Paul Maurice, Mike Sullivan, Jared Bednar, and and Sheldon Keefe. It's all about the playoffs. Like they've done well in regular season. The Colorado Avalanche have been the, the Stanley Cup favorite for two seasons and out in the first round. So, what what, what are you going to do? And I tell you what, if Joe Sakic doesn't make a move there, well, guess who's next?
0: Yeah, so that's true too, right? It's him. Yeah. It's some. Sometimes it's about preservation. Yeah.
2: I agree. So I, 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 do I think this is the end? I don't think there's anything imminent. Like, I don't think we're going to see anything before the first of the year. But as playoffs tighten up after the new year, yeah, and, and people start slotting themselves in, teams that are looking just outside or surprisingly not where they hope to be, there may be more changes.
0: Let me ask you this. Montreal hired Dominique Ducharme in February. Hasn't been on the job a year. Montreal, right there with the... Arizona Coyotes has the worst team in the NHL. Look, I know Carey Price has been out; they've had some issues. But wow, what? what yeah, what, I, what, what do they I, do? Right? I don't know. I think
2: we have to wait and see how their, you know, the changes in the front office affect everything. So they're they've bought themselves time, and that's part of what happens. You buy yourself time. Um, yeah, and and you know what? It's it's always, as we say, Craig. It's always a gamble. <laughs> and you know what else is a gamble? DraftKings Sportsbook
0: app. Look at that segue.
2: Customers can get their skin in the game with the new same game parlays. Combine multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $1 on any team to score one and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code PHNX. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Whew. Leah should get paid extra for that. That's tough. Well, Craig, were you ready for the next segment of the... PHNX Coyotes Podcast. You're muted, by the way, Craig. So
0: we got Jason Bruff in, in the uh, backstage, don't we? Ready to come in? Here he is. How's it going, fellas? Jason. Sorry to on? leave you in there for so long. What's
1: your last name, bro, because I just it's... want to say it, I guess, but I know it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I get bro. So if you want to go with bro, but it is technically bruff. <laughs> yes, yes, I am aware of that. Uh Jason. Thanks for joining
0: us. We really appreciate it. Um, Things are a little wild up there right now. Well, we got to say where Jason's from, Craig. He's from Sportsnet 650. I I think everybody knows, but you're right. This is Arizona,
2: buddy. They don't know (laughs) anything about what's going on north of the border. They want to know what the weather's like,
0: Craig. Jason, we've we've talked about um, Vancouver's a little bit of a different market in terms of the fan base and the media landscape than Arizona. Uh, So maybe – with what's gone on recently can you give us the lay of the land in Vancouver
1: right now oh man how much time do you have it's 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 a lot there's there's a lot of stories that kind of um they all met up the other day after the Canucks had another stinker this time at home it was saturday night um and they got dominated by the pittsburgh penguins and the fans were upset and the fans booed, the fans chanted for Jim Benning, the general manager to be fired. And the coup de gras was a Jersey was thrown on the ice, which in Canada is almost a symbolic religious, um, experience. Now we've seen jerseys on the ice in Toronto. We've seen jerseys on the ice in Edmonton. And we saw a Jersey on the ice finally in Vancouver. Um, I think it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, I don't think the Jersey toss in itself caused the house cleaning, but the next day, the reports slowly started to trickle out. First, it was Travis Green had been fired, uh, replaced by Bruce Boudreau. Then it was uh, Jim Benning and his Lieutenant John Weisbrod had been fired. It eventually came out that assistant coach Nolan Baumgartner had also been fired. But it was a house cleaning, and it was a house cleaning um, that came in the wake of arguably the most disappointing start to the Canucks season in franchise history. And this is a franchise that's had some disappointing starts and some disappointing seasons. Um, It was uh, ownership, expected this team to compete for a playoff spot now, and we're, what, barely a quarter of the way through the season, and the playoff dream is pretty much dead now. Well, speaking of uh, material that could comprise an entire book, I'm going to ask
0: you this question because I know this wasn't just about this season. Can you give us the long view on what precipitated all of these changes?
1: Oh, man. You know what? I I think it was just Jim Benning had been on the job. This is his eighth year. And this was the year they were You know, I mean, I'm sure ownership would have wanted them to break through a lot earlier than the eighth year of the retooling. And ultimately, it just never happened. And the funny thing is, from a Coyote's perspective, um, Ackman Larson and Connor Garland have been great. Like, they've been really good um Connor Garland I think the fan base was excited about him coming to Vancouver and and he's delivered like he's delivered everything that was promised Ekman Larson people were worried they heard that he'd lost it he'd lost a step he'd lost his game um he came into Vancouver and he's been solid has he been spectacular no but he's been solid like he's been a legit top four defenseman it's like everything else that went wrong. Uh, The penalty kill is historically bad. Um, Elias Pettersson hasn't looked himself this season. Brock Besser, another young guy, hasn't been all that good. Uh, They lost a lot of close games, but they lost those games. And they just, they just, they, they looked miserable. They looked like they weren't enjoying themselves and I think that's why you've seen a coach like Bruce Boudreaux replace Travis Green. And last night, it was funny, they uh, they smoked the Kings for nothing, And it was like, I described it on my morning show this morning, like, you know, you're in Vancouver all winter and it's raining every day and it's dark out and it's cold and it's miserable and it's depressing. And then you go to an all-inclusive in Mexico for a few days and you just get like that. That feeling of like, ah, oh, this is nice. It's probably not going to last, but it, but it was it was it was a nice experience all the same. So Jason
2: Boudreaux, we we all know what kind of an atmosphere he's going to promote inside that locker room. He's a fun guy. He's a light guy. It's an easy atmosphere. And honestly, Travis is a lot like Rick Toggett. Travis Green mm. and Rick Toggett are very similar in the style of the coach. Their expectations are very similar. The, their message is very similar. And so this is definitely a breath of fresh air. The question is. Is it enough to turn around the season for the Vancouver Canucks?
1: Oh, I, I think I think the season, as far as making the playoffs, is over. And everyone brings up St. Louis a couple of years ago, going from last to winning the Stanley Cup. But uh, what they often leave out is all the other teams that started the season badly and kept on being bad, right? Even if they made coaching changes, we we always look for these one offs. And hey, you know, if if you if you're a fan and you want to keep that hope, fine, you know, like. I shouldn't come on to a probably a coyotes podcast and say that hope is useless because, you know, <laughs> half the time, Jeez, that's all we've got. Yeah. Hope, hope, hope is what you're selling. I, I, I know what it is, but I, I think, you know, the most important thing for Boudreaux to do before the other big decisions, like the Canucks, don't have a full-time GM right now. They have an interim GM and in Stan Smeal. Um, the most important thing Boudreaux has got to do is just get the spirit back in this team and um rescue Elias Pettersson because Elias Pettersson was he was the future he was the guy who was going to be the number one center who was going to not match Connor McDavid or Jack Eichel who's now in the conference but at least you know hold a candle to these guys and and give the Canucks something down the middle um on paper you like you, you like Elias Pettersson and Bo Horvat down the middle as as your two youngish centers, but if Pettersson's not going to be an elite one C, then they've got to find one another way, and that you know opens up all sorts of issues.
0: You mentioned that, as a, and that's clearly a major issue. Uh, and listen, the Coyotes know what it's like not to have a number one center because they haven't had one since Jeremy Roenick left. <laughs> uh, uh, in the PK, you mentioned what, what else is ailing this team, and, and can it be fixed? I know they don't have a lot of cap space, so it's, maybe they can make moves, but let, let's talk about all that. What's ailing this team otherwise, and can it be fixed?
1: <laughs> uh, the defense isn't good enough. Um, Ekman Larson and Quinn Hughes are arguably their only legit top four defensemen. You can maybe say Tyler Myers, but Tyler Myers the other night had to play half the game. If you're a team that needs Tyler Myers to play half the game, then you're a team that's going to struggle. The right side of the defense, I would say is the largest indictment of the Jim Benning era. They've got Tyler Myers who I think at best is a fourth defenseman. Um, he's overpaid. Um, They are right now pairing Luke Shen with Quinn Hughes, which is, I like Luke Shen, you know, as uh, I I like watching him hit guys. I, I love his willingness to drop the gloves, but he might be the slowest player in the NHL and he's just not a top four defenseman. And then after that, they've got Travis Hamanick who's in and out of the lineup for vaccination reasons and who frankly isn't a legit top four defenseman either. So you just haven't... They haven't developed. They haven't drafted and developed defensemen um, at the rate that you need, and that is probably their biggest issue. And it extends all the way to five on five, and it extends to the PK too. Part of the issue is they've they haven't replaced guys like Chris Tanev and Alex Edler. These guys were warriors who may not. You know, they may not be really well known to Coyotes fans or, or other teams around the league, but they were legit top four defensemen that did the dirty work and they just haven't been replaced.
2: And that's one of the strengths of the Vancouver Canucks in in the history of the game over the last decade is their top six defensemen could play. I mean, they they could defend very well. I don't think they were known for it. Um, Coyotes fans clearly didn't know the the everyday names of the Vancouver canuck defenseman but it was a strength in their game and you're right it's just gone and luke shen we had here years ago again Mm. everything you said about luke is is exactly dead on great guy love him in the room love him to hit and his physicality but the game's about speed now man
1: he just doesn't have it yeah when the canucks went to the final in 2010 11 they had five top four defensemen they had a had a pairing of Edler and Ehrhoff. Uh, they had a pairing of Bieksa and Hughes. And then Sammy Salo, who's a pretty good defenseman himself, um, although he had injury issues, like he would be on the third pair. And that's, you know, that's something that they just haven't had. And I always say, if you've got two pairs that you're feeling good about, two defensive pairs that you're feeling good about, you're in good shape on the back end. Um, you can usually hide a third pair, even if it's, not that great but if if you've only got one pair then you're in trouble because you're vulnerable to pretty much you know any good team that's going to come in and take advantage of that
0: all right Jason I got one last question we'll let you go I know you've got other things going on I have sort of this I don't know if it's a fantasy it's kind of a bizarre fantasy but Coyotes fans like to uh lament the fact that they've never had any luck in the draft lottery but I know <laughs> the Knucks are in that same boat. So I'm envisioning the scenario where Vancouver and the coyotes are right at, uh, right at the bottom of the
1: standings who wins out in that situation. I think the coyotes, um, I think they might have better odds than the Canucks this season. Um, I I do think the Canucks will, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they will be better than they have been to start. Um, (laughs) <laughs> the The draft lottery is funny. Um, you know, the Canucks basically started their existence by losing a draft lottery to the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> and uh, you know, the Canucks and the Sabres have a lot in common and that they've been in the league for a long time. They've, they've never won a Stanley cup. Certainly these last few years, the, we felt like brothers with our, uh, with our friends in, in Buffalo But Buffalo does have that draft lottery win, and that's something we don't have. So, uh, you know what? I'll I'll give it to you guys um, in Arizona. Um, You know, I've I've been to a few Coyotes games uh, in in Glendale, and um, I was down there on a a family Christmas vacation a a number of years ago, and and I went to see the Canucks play, and it was full of Canucks fans. That's when the Canucks used to travel pretty well and I also went to see another game I think it was against the wild and and I just thought man like first of all the arena is too far away because I was staying in Scottsdale and I know that's an issue for you guys but I also went to a bachelor party a couple years ago in in Scottsdale and I'd never been to Scottsdale and I thought man they need the rink here like that would be awesome I would come down with my friends to see games there it would be like Vegas for us so I hope you guys get something figured out with the rink I I really do I have no connection to Houston and I don't know if those rumors are true at all but you know like it would be cool as someone who lives in Vancouver year-round and it rains a lot and to go somewhere nice and sunny and watch a hockey game it would be fun here, here.
2: Well, Jason, I know our fans agree with you literally on everything you just said, the ping pong ball, <laughs> getting a rink out in the East Valley. So I, I think you just want a lot of Coyote fans. Uh, we want to thank Jason Bruff today from Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver for giving us the roundup in Vancouver and the Canucks, Craig.
0: All right, guys. Thanks, Jason. And by the way, before I let you go, here's how I see this playing out. I see Montreal jumping both teams and getting the top pick in the draft. That's how it's going to pan yeah, out. Yeah, Probably.
1: Probably like not it won't. I'm, I'm, I'm quite certain it won't be the Canucks.
2: All right, Jason. Man. Thanks for your time. We'll talk See again soon. All thanks.
1: Right,
0: take- well, Craig, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Vancouver fans have suffered a lot. Vancouver fans are a little crazy. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. I I mean, maybe the craziest fan base in the league, but they have suffered a lot too. They've, they've gone through a lot up there and not tasted the cup. I think back to, you know, the year that he mentioned, um, was Rick Bonus was on the staff that year, and they went to the final against Boston, but they were just racked with injuries. Vancouver exactly. was the best team in the league that year. They should have won the Cup. They were better than Boston. But as we know, the Stanley Cup playoffs are also a war of attrition.
2: Yeah, I, I, you know what? It's funny. We're, we have some connection with them this year because of Garland and OEL head in that way. And I tell you what, I thought they were going to be better. And, you know, does Bruce Boudreau help? I, I don't know. They still got the same guys on the ice. I mean, there's some good players. If Pedersen can get going offensively, and he really has struggled, and it's not just he he's getting chances not scoring. He's not getting chances. He's not maintaining the puck. He's not controlling offensive zone time. He's not the same player. So weird. if he can come back, then maybe. But, yeah, I, I don't think playoffs is realistic for this team. I don't know where they go.
0: So look at this, Petey. Two teams with whom Bill Armstrong engineered major deals in the offseason – have now cleaned house. We're talking about Vancouver and Montreal. Vancouver, of course, we just talked about that deal. Montreal got Christian Dvorak. Maybe uh, the Coyotes need Colorado to go on a bit of a run here to uh, throw teams off the scent because I know the Coyotes want to be right back in the same boat again in the offseason, trying to acquire more assets, doing the same thing. They've got five guys under contract. So they're hoping to you know, engineer a repeat of last summer.
2: And it's funny, some of those guys, too, is you've got to look at what kind of numbers they're putting up. Like Jason talked about, Garland and, and OAL are playing well um, mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Is is Devo having the year that they were expecting in Montreal? Probably not, but I don't know if it's his fault. I don't know if he's playing in the right role there. It, it's hard with the change of atmosphere and what they've got going on in Montreal. Let's not blame the player yet. Let's see if they do do come out of this. Now that they made changes in the front office, does it help? I, I honestly don't know. Um, it's, it's, I, I don't know where, what, what coyotes can do. Can they get more draft picks, Craig? Can they get more guys yeah. in?
0: We'll see. I mean, you, you wonder too, like, uh, did, do, do teams get wise to it, but maybe it doesn't matter. You know, listen, with with the way things are going this season um are are arena revenues going to be what were projected or is the cap not going to rise and is that going to create problems for teams again where they they l- literally have to jettison salaries if they do the Coyotes w- could be in the same position once again where they you know one of the handful of teams that's willing to take on these kind of contracts but we'll we'll have to see how that plays out uh, let's get to the quick hater portion of the league if you got any thoughts shout them out to PD, to me pd as i run through these um, Dallas has won seven straight games. The Coyotes just saw them last night. I don't know what's happening in the Central past the top spot right now, which I think Minnesota's maybe going to secure. Um, I think Nashville's not going to make it when it's all said and done. But who do you have still standing when when the music ends? Well, I, I think we all
2: thought Minnesota was going to be there in the top three, but boy, did we think Colorado was going to be better. Um, now they got Darcy Kemper injured. Does that going to make a difference? I, <sighs> who's going to win the, the central division? I, I think this Min- is
0: what I'm really interested in. I mean, I think we agree that Chicago and, Ohio well, yeah.
2: and you, you look at the points. So Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg, St. Louis are all there. Can Nashville jump over them? No, I mean, Chicago and Arizona out Minnesota in Colorado has to be there. Don't they? Like they, would they have to get in. You'd think they'd have there? to get in depending on the goal thing. And look where Dallas is. Like Dallas is the team I had just on the outside looking in. Man, they look good now. And, you know, Ben Bishop's back in the American League playing. And, and if they can get solid goaltending, that team can score and they can have four lead, four lines coming at you. So the Dallas team's better. I think maybe Winnipeg's the team falling
0: out. Mm. And then that could lead to Paul Maurice's dismissal, as we talked about. Points percentage leaders in each division. Who predicted this? Rangers, Panthers, Wild, and Flames. I didn't have any of those teams. Winning well, the me. Flames, we had barely getting
2: in in the Pacific. We had them as one of the teams com- competing with maybe Vancouver and maybe one of the California teams. I mean, we, we had Edmonton and Vegas running away with it. And Vegas is scratching to try to get in. I, I think they'll be okay once they get everybody back. They've got so many guys injured. Vegas is going to be there. Um, Calgary's been the big surprise and almost unbeatable right now. And they're keeping the puck out of their net. Calgary's the team to beat in the Pacific.
0: Alex Ovechkin, sixteen goals behind behind Jaromir Jagr for third place all time. It's going to happen by the end of January, isn't it? And then by the end of the season, I mean he's going to be within shouting distance of Gordy Howe for second place. There are so
2: many people out in the league right now, media personalities, that said, "Yeah, they called this five years ago." Map, I didn't. Like, there's no way I, I would have said this is possible. And the pace he is scoring at now is incredible. Uh, the numbers he's putting up this season, I. I I, I, he's going to do it. And I just, I can't believe I'm saying that. I think it's actually realistic that he's going to pass Wayne Gretzky at some point. It's what a season he's having testament to the way he takes care of himself, the way he prepares and how hard he works to score goals. I mean, there's a guy that wants to score goals. Don't worry. He's not distributing the puck and making a pass and missing yeah. up an opportunity to shoot. We have plenty of that here in
0: Arizona. Do you remember that game in, uh, in Washington when the coyotes played where he was on the power play every time? He oh. got- his ever, arms got sore. Ever again, ever again.
2: That was literally the, the Coyotes' game plan: tire
0: out Ovechkin's arms. <laughs> I felt like her her Brooks was his coach again, again. Uh, Blake Wheeler just played his 1,000th game. Coyotes fans, are you sighing or are you screaming right now? How do you feel about that one, Petey? Uh,
2: you know I love to sigh, but this one drives me insane. A, a strong, big, right-handed winger that drives the net and is a an, and is a leader. Yeah, we had one of those. War number nineteen. Um, this guy was the heir apparent. I I, I just can't imagine at one point if we could had Wheeler and Doan on the same hockey team, where we could have been. Um, it's it's disheartening. He 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 is driving the bus in Winnipeg. I I'm just so disappointed that Coyotes fans didn't get a chance to see him wearing the Coyote colors.
0: All right, a couple more, and we'll we'll uh, cut this off. Carey Price. It does not look like we'll be back before christmas so montreal's probably gonna just flat out suck for at least three more weeks huh?
2: yeah i think their goaltending has been an issue all year long and when you have carry price under contract you have to expect him to carry a a large majority of the games and carry the heavy load and it just didn't happen this year after he put himself in league treatment and 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 thank goodness he's getting himself back together and that's way more important than a hockey game but for the montreal canadians until they get solid steady goaltending they're going to be fighting it out with the coyotes
0: how about Tyler Johnson, second NHL player to have artificial disc replacement in his neck following Jack Eichel? Is this going to become a trend now? We literally didn't even know what that was eight months ago,
2: did we? Like no. it, was it a thing? I think it was a sci-fi thing in a movie that they're replacing spinal discs. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, if it prolongs people's careers and they can play longer pain-free, yeah, I, I think you're going to see <laughs> anything Medically possible to prolong a guy's career and limit his pain. I think you're going to see more and more of.
0: Yeah. Gives you more flexibility. Hey, maybe this is a, an answer for a lot of people who suffer from, uh, you know, arthritis. So we'll see where that goes. That's all I got for you, PD. You got anything more? Well, what do you got written content coming up in the next week, Craig, that we can tease a
2: little bit for the members at PHNX. Well,
0: Arena news. People will see obviously on the website. I don't want to give away what that is exactly because we had a special day with PHNX, but, uh, We've got that coming. A couple of arena stories. Um, We've got an award coming for the Coyotes. I'm not going to say what that is either, but I think people know the award that I created a few years ago. That's going to be handed out. And of course we've got some games at the tail end of the week that we'll be covering as well with the Florida Panthers, one of the best teams in the league now out here and then back to back home games. They'll play the flyers on the back end, and we'll, we'll see who's coaching the flyers by then.
2: And if you want any of that written contact by Craig Morgan, Please become a member at PHNX. Go to gophnx.com. Get written content from all of the major sports in Arizona, including U of A and ASU. You get private member benefits like the members only discord where Craig and I and Leah join in every single day to talk hockey and other things. Um, Go to the PHNX locker. Look at the new t-shirts. The new coyote t-shirt is amazing and will be a Christmas gift for everybody on the Peters Christmas list this year. (sighs) Go get all your sports contact content at PHNX. Go PHNX.com. Craig, don't forget to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's a big football weekend coming up. Got a lot of hockey games, and it's way more fun when you bet on them. That's what they say. What Derek says on the baseball beat, way <laughs> more fun when you bet on them. The DraftKings Sportsbook. Yep. Sportsbook app. Well, Craig, we've gone around the league. We've done everything. I checked all the boxes. Yep, we'll and be back we to just, live show, Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday, live show. I don't know if we can top last night, the last uh, Monday show. That mm-hmm, was uh, honestly, <laughs> the pen- I, I literally was a mic drop on my career. Craig Morgan eating a hot- I did have someone reach out to me today from, from another NHL team that did happen to watch it and said, Craig ate a hot dog. I don't get it. So I, I, clearly yeah. listeners of our show get it. Yeah. And, and how difficult that was for Craig Morgan to eat a hot dog with ketchup on it. Fantastic. So we'll television. Do
0: the, uh, the super chat uh, for an IPA. Yeah. That, and the, and
2: the, I tell you what, and we teased this last night, the PHNX fridge literally full with IPAs. I don't, maybe no one likes it because that's the only beer that still remains and they're
0: everywhere in that fridge. I'm going to hold on to that hope. That's why it's yeah. all there still.
2: Well, make sure you follow Craig and I on Twitter. It's, at Craig S. Morgan, and at S. Peters Hockey. Click on the like, subscribe, ring the bell, whatever it is you do at Twitter and YouTube. Join, right, Craig, at PHNX. That's the PHNX (laughs) Coyotes podcast for today. We'll see everybody this weekend with some live shows and more Coyotes hockey.